Tell him to bring me my money. Okay. <laughs> we are back. It is the It's Just Money Podcast, Season 2, Episode 5. Week 1 is here, so we're happy. Five. Boys are happy. We're all here. Um, let's talk to Schaefer first, since he is the reason we are recording so late. So, hi, Jake. How's your night? Uh, I'm fantastic. Just uh, sorry I'm working. Out here working until the sun goes down. Grinding. Uh, yeah, grinding. But uh, I'm absolutely fantastic. It is game week. Uh, all I can think about is Saturday and being there, seeing some friends, going to the game with my dad. Bring him back. Got it. I Looking bet the nerves are sky it. high with Simo. No, yeah, I was gonna say I'm not Jeremy really. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Hopefully, hopefully, for the first time in the Matt Campbell era, I might be able to watch a ten point blowout. That might happen. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm crossing my fingers. So yeah, play within ten points of you. There are massive issues. Well, we're gonna find out, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> the other boys are here. Uh, Reese, how are we? Wasn't a good weekend uh, for a week zero gambling, I'll say that. But always excited to be here and talking with you guys uh, about college football and great chance to start one zero this week. <laughs> I love that we are a one and zero mentality podcast. It's like it's like, it's like on it's like on a uh, Gage's snap story the other day. Shout out Gage if you're listening to this. But he, he comes off the uh, t- he comes he's on the tee box and he's like setting up for a. Coming off a of bogey is like just coming off of a birdie. Same mindset no matter what. We had a bogey last weekend. We're set up for a birdie this weekend. <laughs> Week zero doesn't even count. It's like a preseason of betting. So you That's just true. dip in your foot because you don't get that for college football. Um, I wasn't serious. I was just trying to have fun about him. Just keep my money exactly. back. JP, last guy of the team. How are we? Doing well, man. Doing well. Excited. Got uh, my second screen up and mounted on the wall. We got two now. Uh, we're ready to roll, ready to roll, and I'm happy Thursday comes out with a couple banger games, too. That's really going to start the weekend off right. Yeah, there's a shitload of games this week. We have college football Thursday through Monday, which That's is an crazy. absolute blessing. Um, I was a little shocked in the Monday game. I kind of realized that that was happening today fully, and I, then I realized we also have a Sunday game, too, which is great because I'm not an NFL guy um, to the max. So. Let's just roll into it. Let's talk about last week. How did our picks go? What happened? Uh, some of us fell apart. I didn't have a great week. I went one and two. But honestly, one and two isn't that bad just because you don't have that many. And two losses isn't that bad. Uh, so let's start off with Reese because we'll start. We'll go uh, low to high. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, my dumbass had to learn to never gamble on Nebraska football. Why I thought. I should do that. I don't know why. I wasn't even your I big loser. I don't even I I didn't didn't know the plan. Shut up. I'm getting there. <laughs> I knew they were going to cover the spread. I thought there's no way in shit they're going to cover 13. Brand new quarterback, Scott Frost. There's no way. But I'm like, well, they're going to win the game. So I sprinkled half a unit on them to win one by six or half a unit on them to win seven by 12. It was like plus 390, then plus 425. If either one of those went to hit, I'd have a positive weekend regardless of my other two bets. And it looks good all game. Until it didn't, and they Scott decides to do an onside kick, which, whatever, man. Whatever. And then whatever, man. Parks his eyes. U- just go. UConn. <laughs> UConn screwed over I wish me this was a YouTube and, channel. <laughs> UConn screwed over me and Parks, and Illinois did what they were supposed to do. Us. U- UConn fucked us. We would have had a, hey, a, a, hey, a good party. UConn. Why are you guys fourteen nothing on Utah State? They are Utah's not to be pushed around this year. They are not to be pushed they're around. This shoved, they're going to get shoved around. UConn, um, UConn, they're a bunch of dogs. Dude, they look kind of good. They, they well, did. they look UConn good. Dude, that quarterback was the one who went in against Iowa last year. That's their quarterback this year. Hmm. Yeah, Penn for State. Penn State. For the Penn State yeah. guy. Yeah. That's their quarterback this Saw year. That. They got things moving. They're competitive. That was shocking. When I said, because I looked, I was like, I mean, okay. I'll go into it a little bit later, but I was depressed and I was looking through the scores and I see Illinois is up seven, nothing. Great. Perfect. Then I will scroll down. UConn's on the two yard line going in already up seven to nothing. <laughs> what the they should have, they, they should have won what the game. They got hosed on a PI. They got fucking hosed on a PI on defense. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe, but UConn's back. Are they back? Um, and then I had an argument. I don't know yeah, if they're back. back, but they're not going to win a game. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, they'll, they'll win a couple. They got a couple of winnable games on schedule. But the okay. worst, the worst one of the weekend was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> still going. The worst. What one. the fuck happened, dude? Like, it looked so good, and then it just went to shit. Reese, I'm gonna be out, honest. And Vanderbilt's like, "Hey, we're gonna play SEC football." I turned. And I turned plus, the TV they lost off. By what? Forty. I turned it off like first quarter. I was like. I'm done watching this fucking team. I can't believe I put money on Vanderbilt. Like, they're getting pushed around by fucking Hawaii. I checked my phone later, and I was like, holy shit. What the fuck's going Schaefer, on? Schaefer did, the, Schaefer did the reverse jinx. He had Vandy. I had – oh, hang on. I think things fell. Schaefer had – wait, can you guys hear me right now? I think yeah, we can hear you. Shit. Okay. Schaefer had Vandy two and a half. I had Hawaii plus eight. So there's a world we both win. And at first I was talking shit. And then I was like, all There's right, Shave, how about we, we, can, we, can, we can both get a win? And then Shave gives me the Michael Jordan, I, and I took that personal. And, and then so he's like, oh, congratulations fault, on the win already. And then he fucking destroyed it. I think it's your fault, Reese. Sounds like it's your fault. You didn't want to take I think it was. I think start. the Rainbow Warriors didn't show up how to, to fucking play football. I think that's who fucked it up. Yeah, that's what it was. I think it was you telling me no we both can't win. I think it's your fault, Reese. I think it's your fault. Nope. I I went for a middle ground to make a truce, and that's when Schaefer's like, nope. After he had already given you middle ground option, and you said no. So, so Schaefer, me and Schaefer head to head this year. I'm 0 1, but don't call we it a comeback. We should do that. If we ever uh, like are against somebody, we should keep track of what we are against each person. I don't know if we really. That's why I said it out loud. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Redemption week this week, possibly. Um, I went 1 and 2. Lost the pick I just talked about first to score. Hit on Nevada minus nine, barely, but it did. And then lost on the over, which was ended up looking like an absolutely terrible pick, but not really because it was only 50 and there was like 34 points. So um, not the greatest start, but a lot more games this week. Uh, I don't know how much more I like the board, but I have more picks. So we could turn this thing around. Uh, It didn't matter. It didn't matter what the fuck my picks did. I was not having a good Saturday. JP. Uh, 1-0. Oh. <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> so Illinois. Boring. Illinois God was. Damn. You retiring? No. My dog's throwing his bone all over the place. But 1-0. Oh. I got Illinois. I loved that bet. It was all over it. Took it. Rode with it. Bang. That's all we needed in week zero. That's all we needed. All I wanted to play, all I needed to play. 1-0. Oh. 1-0. Oh. Hey, That's a good start. 1-0. Our models want to know. Want to That's know. a good start. You can't be, be honestly. You couldn't have done better. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, Jake, your week no betting. Hold on. I don't know if this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who's back, That's the bitches. first time that's ever worked <laughs> for you. Guess who's back. All right. I'm fucking, I'm one UConn touchdown away from nailing every fucking pick I had last weekend square on the head. I had Florida Atlantic in a parlay, just blew the fucking doors off Charlotte. Illinois blew the doors off Wyoming. Hawaii got the doors blown off by my company. You better watch your fucking tone right now. You better pick it up. You better <laughs> find my, the doors my, my Commodores. <laughs> the Wildcats, Patty oh, Fitzgerald gets it done. I, I was sweating for about two seconds there, and then I wasn't. So – Two and one should have went easily three and zero, but here we are. I'm not going to complain. Being on back at the top of the mountain again, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say for yeah. right now. Hey, never too high, never too low, Shay. That's all I got to say. Never too high, never too low. We'll see who we are in a week. I'm trying to be like public number enemy number one on this podcast. Like I'm just pushing the buttons on everybody this year. I don't know if you have any gasoline left in the yeah car. You just siphoned out and threw it onto the fire well, i i took so much heat i took so, so much worse. heat last year took so much heat lost so many games there's just a little bit of a chip on my shoulder with all <laughs> my lost. picks this year you lost I'm just i'm Betty, out for some did. vengeance it's week zero <laughs> every fucking week matters <laughs> <laughs> did you? I don't think you got off to a bad start last year, if I remember. I think you were like I three and two. No, I, I, I didn't. I had a good week zero. Yeah, so no, you were, I was, I was peeling you last year to start the year. Yep. Oh, don't hide the confidence up, Reese. Let him, let him mellow out. 
Uh, I'll make it as fast as possible. I last year. I'll make it as fast as possible transitioning. I don't know what to say. I mean, I do this to myself. I drink the Kool-Aid. I'm never not going to wake up on a Saturday excited. It's what I, I don't know. It's just as you should. As you should. Yeah, Every fan should wake up club. on Saturday excited. No matter who your team is. It's just kind of the way I'm going to have to be. But I just, I it's like the hope like never dies. And the sadness never gets easier. Like it's like 12 one-score losses in a row. You'd think, you know, I can kind of expect this. I don't. I fucking go in there and I think we're going to win by 30 every time. And then they do something. They do something. Because I remember, here's how my Saturday went. I'm watching the game, minding my business. My friends are very good about leaving me the hell alone, wouldn't lose anything during the game. I get the Snapchat from Gage. So said mentioned Gage. <laughs> I told him not to send that. He's stirring the pot. I didn't. I, Gage, if you're listening to this, fuck you, buddy. And it's stirring the pot. Schaefer's egg-headed ass running around the living room talking about Northwestern. And it's like a 14-3 to game Nebraska's up. And so now I'm pissed, even though we're winning. No, no, I should no, no. be I'm happy. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. That was after – my spiel was at halftime when they were up. Okay. So 17-14 Northwestern. And there's a shit ton of game left, a lot of adjustments to be made. It's week zero. So sad. I'm not like in all shambles like we're going to lose. I couldn't care less if we covered. Honestly, I just wanted to win. And then it all happens. Nebraska comes out on fire. They score two score. They, they score, get a fumble. Score again two plays later. They go up 28-17. I'm letting Schaefer have it through Gage. Just letting him have it. Oh, yeah. And so now I'm pissed, and we're up. And then I look up from my phone. Northwestern's got the ball at the 30-yard line. What the fuck? Oh, we decided to do an onside kick, and then it was just simply Nebraska football. And just sadness. We we look like shit on defense. The black shirt should be rejected, taken away. We look like ass. Northwestern should not have done anything that they did. Evan Hole ran all over us. Um, Helinski looked like a fucking Heisman yeah, candidate. Helinski played really well. Yeah, he looked like a Heisman candidate. He was unbelievable. But we are really, guys really good. Helinski's guys were just open. I don't think he made that many great throws. Helinski's guys were just Oh, our secondary is bad. Our defense is bad. Open. Dude, they, uh, a, a couple of points in that game that I don't think were – noticed a lot is there were it was the first college football game I probably watched in four or five years where there were zero holding penalties and they want to talk about there's only one sack in the game well there's your fucking reason they want to talk I don't know about Nebraska's defensive line I don't because there were zero holding penalties from the first snap to the end of the game not one was called not pass interference like defensive holding not any line yeah, holding there was, was no insane. pass interference is called in that yes game. there was there was one yeah, but one at the goal line and then they missed the worst one after it yeah there was yep. a couple that were like, I just think that there has to be holding at some point. I'm not saying throw at every flag every time you see it, but one, like there's no, it's no like, wonder there's no sacks. It's like in basketball when like in the first quarter you go, go someone goes up for a shot and you kind of brush them and they blow the whistle and they're like, Oh, we're not going to stop early. And they're just trying to get ahead of it. You, kind of the same thing goes for holding right. penalties, right? Like if you call like some early, that's kind of like borderline people, like it'll, naturally take care of itself you don't throw a flag it's going to be egregious it better be egregious if you're throwing it late in the game or you're going to get your shit right <sighs> I, you know what i mean i would say, I, see it. I would say that yes while we had our little back and forth when they went and scored those back-to-back touchdowns i was like oh well that was that was kind of fun while it lasted but then when he kicks the onside I think I became the biggest Northwestern fan on the, in the United States. My respect, I didn't have much respect for Scott Frost. I talked about it last week, Cam. I said, let's stop fucking talking about it, because Scott, let's fucking be about it. There's, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. It is, I think, I've sat there, I've thought about it, because I really thought about it, how, that's how bad the play call, play, eh, play call was. I think it was arguably one of the worst calls I've ever seen in football. And it shows that you've never been there before. You have your foot on the jugular. All you got to do is play a little bit of defense, play like you're holding on to a lead, not like you need this lead. That was, it was ridiculous. It looked so cocky. It looked so dumb. There's just no excuse for it. And then he's like, and then his comments after the game. I mean, fucking blaming the, the staff. I mean, what are we fucking doing? 
in adding to your argument, I agree completely. I don't think there's any excuse for it. I get, yes, there's obviously the other side of the explanation. If we get that onside kick and go score, the game's pretty much over. Yeah, but the risk reward there is ridiculous to even think about. First of all, you bring a special teams coordinator on for the first time in your career who obviously did a good job because our special teams were were 20,000 times better. We didn't have a punt under 65 yards. And he says, no, let's onside kick. And he said, it was my decision. Buddy, your decisions haven't been working. That's why you hired a special teams coordinator. (laughs) It's not that hard. It's really not. He just makes, he digs his own grave so hard. I don't want to get rid of him. I I don't want to go through the rest of the season at this point with fill-in coaches. If they do, just give Whipple the head job. October 1st. Right. That's what they're shooting for. So his buyout goes down. I think, but we have to be, remember it's also week zero. Let's say he goes through the next two weeks, yada, yada, yada. And then he beats Oklahoma. I think the conversations change. Right. So right. I, I don't know what's going to happen from here. I think the two positive takeaways, I think Anthony Grant, who I talked about in the preview, I thought he was fantastic. Um, he needs to cut back a little bit better, but, and then I thought Casey Thompson was splendid for the first three quarters. I think so. that, that, that was going to be my only comment. I think from, cause I've watched the guy for the last two years, they need the, the first half. What they did with him was absolutely what you will get at, out of your best at a Casey Thompson. When you ask of him too much. And I thought they threw the ball way too many times in the second half. That is what That's you're whipple. going to get. That it's is whipple. what you're going to get. Ripple's a pass first to set up the run guy, which I knew was going to happen, but you're right because he was 21 for 25 at half and he finished the game 25 for 42. It was not good. So there's definitely some changes that need to be made. I mean, we have a couple of lesser games this coming week, but not overlooking games. Uh, That's pretty much my takeaway. It was a sad day and because of an onside kick, I think a lot of things changed. So, and I also think that fumble was not too. Yeah, there was a couple of drop sure passes. Didn't catch the football. Holy yeah, their shit. receivers dropped a fuck ton of balls. They, that's, that's that was true. ridiculous, dude. Like, I mean, I know that that last ball, that pick that sealed it, it's a little bit back, but it goes off the dude's hands. Like, catch the ball, boys. Good point. They and I don't so think the fumble. To go down there and get points. I don't think the fumble when we were driving was a fumble. Do you guys? Do you guys remember that early in the? I, it was early in the game. We were fourteen to three. Kind of a bad I didn't think play. so, but I, with what they called, I didn't see where they could overturn. With them call, really with what they called did. it on the field, I think it was hard to yeah. overturn because it was almost like like when the guy's knee was down, he was already in the process of like taking it from him. Like, but there's no angle that helped either. But there's no angle help. But I don't think he fumbled. But that was yeah. I mean, it is what it Especially is. Especially early point. in that game, yeah. But. So, the onside kick comes comes down to that, really. That was a game yeah. changer. It's kind of like the block block punt against Iowa last year. The whole game flipped. So, yep. it is what it is. Twelve in a row. It's a lot of pain. I don't know if I would rather lose twelve one score games in a row and have the hope and be in the games, or just get beat by twenty every game. I don't know because it's tough mentally. One score games are tough. That many in a row are hard. That's it. Now my team was the only team that played. So. Now we get to move on to hopefully more positive things, positive vibes in the chat uh, for picks. Week one picks. There are a lot of games, like we said, Thursday through Sunday. Um, we're going to go guy by guy, just ro- like same rotation, not kind of bouncing around, um, but guy by guy. Uh, Thursday picks. Does anybody have any? Okay. Uh, Schaefer's not. I'm not on Thursday. I don't know if anybody else. Does. I have Thursday as well. Uh, okay. Schaefer, you can lead us off. I mean, come on. We're not going to play. First, first official week one of college football, but whatever. whatever. Anyways, um, sorry. Uh, I, I had a hard time making a pick. I don't love a ton of games, but after the research I kind of did, I'm going to go out, out of – It's now it's super ironic. Now I stare at you, Parks. I'm going to take the Chippewas at plus 22. <laughs> I, <think> uh, Parks. <laughs> I, I don't know why this became personal, Parks. I didn't mean for it. Schaefer, the whole Matt Campbell-Scott Frost debate is going to turn into Camden Parks and Jacob Schaefer. If you keep it <laughs> if you're, you can't see this, it'll be on social media later, but Parks is decked out in Oklahoma State gear. That is, to the T's, the best-looking stuff. 
in college football. And then Schaefer goes with Central Michigan, who Oklahoma State hosts on Thursday night. <laughs> I, I hate that line. So I actually don't take offense to that. I, I don't think it's a bad pick. It's a lot. It's three. It's more than three touchdowns. You're returning Lou Nichols the third, who was the leading rusher in college football last year. You got some of the weapons back on offense. Unfortunately, it's kind of one of those deals where Central Michigan lost a lot of talent due to uh, the transfer portal, that's just the name of college football nowadays. They're going to go off to better schools for better opportunities. So they got a lot of spots to fill on defense. But the best part of their defense is still a lot of depth at the defensive line position, which I am excited about because I would rather have that be the strength of their defense. Going against the question mark is that this Oklahoma State offense presents. Replacing Jalen Warren. Now you got Spencer Sanders is in senior year without the weapons, or maybe they are there are weapons that we just don't know of yet. Is he going to be the guy? Can he prove it? I want to see it from him. Uh, so I like them stopping the Mike Gundy run offense and then forcing Spencer Sanders to make plays and put up a ton of points. I think that this defense will give up a lot of points against Oklahoma State. I will not lie to you, but I think they have the talent on offense to kind of keep up three scores. 22 is a lot of points. And going back to some history with Central Michigan, uh, they usually play Power 5 schools every single week one. Um, even one year they went one and eleven, and they lost at Kentucky by like eight. Uh, they competed with Missouri a couple of years ago, losing by ten. And if I don't know if you guys remember, one of the most famous hail marys at uh, as time expired was this game, Central Michigan. Wasn't it? Wasn't that the one that they weren't supposed to have the play? And there's a whole fucking debacle. On time down. On yeah. time down. Yep. And they yeah, pitched so it back as he's getting shit. tackled. Yeah. So. Uh, and maybe there's a little bit of vengeance there. I don't know. That was kind of a long time ago for anybody on that team to even remember. But yeah, I like it. Uh, Thursday in, night. In both of those matchups, too, Shafe, the Central Michigan's two and zero against the spread. Yes, and 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 basically, I heard on a podcast when uh, you get week one, especially with these group of five or FCS schools, this is their Super Bowl, and they're going to be as best prepared as physically possible for this game. They're going to know every tendency. I think they're going to be just fine, and they should hold this thing within three scores on Thursday. I like it. I don't, I stayed away from that game. Obviously, I'm going to be cheering for the Pokes, but I, I like that pick. I noticed that. I was kind of looking at it thinking maybe 20, 20 I would have liked more than 22 where it sits now, um, but 2-0 against the spread in their last two meetings, including that Hail Mary. So it's a toss-up, um, but we'll see how it goes. My pick for Thursday night, I'm going to take the big game. Uh, I'm going to take Purdue minus three and a half. I think Purdue's going to play well at home. Uh, they play plus well. In big what? Yeah, plus. Plus. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. I, no, yeah, no, I you're good. You want you want the plus. Yeah, no, that's even better. No, I'll <laughs> take plus better. three and a half. Sorry, I marked it wrong on my iPad. Go take them by ten. Yeah, uh, I take Purdue <laughs> plus the points. I like them at home. They play well in big games, and from what from recent history and how inconsistent that Penn State team has been, um, with in my opinion, the most overhyped coach in the Big Ten. Uh, I think Penn State honestly loses in West Lafayette. And I think it's going to be a pretty good atmosphere Thursday night. And if you remember a few years back when Purdue was competitive with Rondell Moore, that when Ohio State came to town, that place was rocking. And I think we get a similar atmosphere, and I think Purdue covers it three and a half. Yeah, that one's going to be a really, really fun game to watch. I think that's the only side to play. Like if you're somehow balancing between Penn State or Purdue, you have to take the home dog in that spot, especially with it being Purdue and how good Brahm has been as a home dog. I think he's like, I think he's literally like 15 and seven or something like that with like eight outright wins as a home dog. That's just somewhere that ranked teams go to die and not that Penn state's ranked, but both these teams need week one wins to really solidify themselves in the big 10. And I, I take the home dog in that spot a hundred percent. So I like that one. I'm not playing it, but I like that one. Got to have some skin in the game on the big game. I think uh, that's a uh, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, which makes me even more incentivized to watch it. Uh, okay, let's move to Friday. Friday games, there are, I think, four or five on Friday night as well. Um, touch point, because I don't have any picks for Friday. I just wanted to ask about Illinois and Indiana. Do you guys do you guys have any skin in that game? JP. Go ahead, Reese and JP. JP, Reese, yeah. go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, you go, Jordan. Oh, you go <laughs> ahead, Reese, nice. man. All this right, is well, JP's pick, so he wants you to go, Reese. All right, fine, no, we did this together. We've been on the same Fish page. Is. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Uh, Illinois plus the three versus Indiana. Um, Illinois, they did obviously last week. Uh, JP had them. They did what they were supposed to do, winning handily 38 to six. Chase Brown looked 
really good doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, Tommy DeVito looked very well, as, or looked very good as well, completed almost 24, 20 passes in the first half. Um, Illinois got the better defense out of the two. They only gave up 212 yards last week. Um, looking at the other side, Indiana, they, do, they did bring in some transfers in the backfield that uh, might make things a little more interesting. Uh, Brian, the guy from Auburn, another guy from, I believe, North Carolina. Um, and their quarterback, but, starting quarterback, Michael Blazak. Yeah. Um, but I just think, I mean, also already, already having played a game, I think is a huge advantage. You saw what worked for you, what you needed to work on, what didn't work for you. Um, and, and Indiana team that's not supposed to be uh, as, as solid this year. I think it's an opportunity just for Indiana to go um, on the road and especially with them, give me the plus points. I know it's a short week. That's why mm-hmm. um, the points are there, but I think it's a safe bet to lay there. And I mean, mine land might even be a, a bad bet as well. For sure. Yeah. I did, I'm not huge on this Tom Allen, Indiana team. I think you bring in Bezalak from Missouri. That's really going to help. It's definitely an improvement at quarterback from what they had last year with Penix. Uh, Ooh, and take. You think it's an improvement? I, I, yeah, that's interesting. You think Bezalak's not better than Michael Penix? <clears throat> I mean, did I we watch the same quarterback like last year. Could be a, that's debatable. I, did we do we watch the same quarterback last year? Oh, or okay. No? I don't okay. think he had any help. I don't think he had any fucking help. He was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But it's not okay. really. It's compared turds to ter- turds. It doesn't really matter. But okay, Bezalak. Oh, turd, turd, turd. Anyway, I think Indiana. Does bring in pieces, but in the transfer era, do you really are they going to work out the way you think they are? We're not sure. I don't think they're going to be too solid defensively. They'll be better than they were last year, which is not saying much. But Illinois does, like Reese said, have the better defense. They have the better playmakers with Brown in the backfield. They have, I think, better weapons on the outside with speed. They're going to run the football and control line of scrimmages. So I'll take the three. I was very, very, very happy to see this. Really stunned. I stared at it for a long time. I even reached out to our butter. Buddy Tyler Walji, I was like, what is going on? Like, this seems odd. Does it not? Like, I literally have heard you talk about if something seems odd, dig into it deeper. Because if it, you know, we don't know everything. Vegas is the all-knowing God, you know? Like, they know everything. So what am I missing? I was like, I don't think I'm missing that much. I'm getting three points on the road with the better team. So we're rocking Illinois in that spot. Illinois is also 4-0 against the spread in the last four road games, just to make you feel a little bit better about yourself. There you go. Okay, there's the Friday game out of those two that they like together. Schaefer, did you have any Friday picks? Uh, Friday. I do have one more question that I was thinking about laying, and I'm hopefully I can get an answer out of you three. Um, I, I am. I can't say I'm leaning, but I'm still eyeing that Illinois game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of. I mean, these two kind of harped about it. Uh, the Colorado TCU game, super. That's interesting. it. That's my question. Interesting to me. I just I loved the line when it came out. I think it was like TCU minus eight. This game is at 13 and a half points now. 14. It's 14. It's too much. Uh it's too much for me. Uh there are some people like Stuart Mandel who is super down on TCU, but he's also a Pac-12 homer and his opinion barely matters. And then there's like our friend Chris Felica who predicted TCU to win the Big 12. So we have two opposite spectrums. I think it's too early to tell what I'm going to get out of this TCU team. I think they could be really good. Um, you got to know the quarterback. Yeah. You got to know the quarterback. I, I think if Duggan is the guy, I think you know what you're going to get. I don't think that's a Big 12 championship caliber quarterback, but it's good enough to beat down Colorado. But I still, I just don't think I'm going to touch it. That line has jumped way too high. I, My I, initial I, reaction to that was I wanted to take Colorado plus 14. I think it's too many points for a Friday night in Folsom. <laughs> don't sleep they, on front if anybody shows up it's nice it's a nice they don't have, September night so maybe. they don't have any playmakers anymore they had Broussard leave for Michigan State their best player running back yep. and they just they're gonna be bad man I just don't see them winning more I think their win total is like three legit 14 on a Friday it was, it was two and a half I think I saw but yeah maybe. not good I just don't it's gonna be busy like there's gonna be a lot of people there for sure and it's gonna be a little ruckus but it's nothing that TCU can't handle. You I should ask think. our I friend like, Tyler Walsh if he's going. That's a biased opinion. Oh, if he's going, I think you're going to say if they're going to go. I bet, he, well, I bet he is going. But I'm yeah, just, that's. Uh, I don't want to play I'm, that line. I try and watch. picture. I try and picture these games in my head to see like a scoreboard at the end. I'm picturing 
TCU in all white with the purple chromes, Colorado in the all black, Friday night, Folsom packed to the max in like a 34-31 Colorado upset. And I just can't get it out of my head. Future Big 12 matchup? Possibly. Maybe. I don't know if you call it the Big 12. Well, whatever they're going to call it. Okay. I got got TCU in a parlay. Just on on that game. Save that. Save that, Grace. Save that. Yep. Okay, we're saving this parlay. Uh, yeah, any more Friday that. picks out of the group? No. Nope. Okay, oh, no. Saturday. Um, we will let uh, JP lead us off with a Saturday play. Yeah, we're going to take uh, another one that I'm a really big fan of. This one's up in Reese's Neck of the Woods. I'll take Louisville over Syracuse. I'll take Louisville by four. Uh, to be completely honest with you, better quarterback in Malik Cunningham. A one-dimensional team in Syracuse that's going to have Sean Tucker literally is their only piece of moving the football. I think uh, the Cardinals will be very improved defensively. Uh, they're too fast. They're too talented. There's too many skill positions where they really uh, will blossom, I think, this year and really surprise, surprise people in the ACC. So I think this opening the year, they're going to come out. They're going to come out fire. And I know it's on the road to conference game. I just don't see Syracuse being very good, and I don't think a one-dimensional team is going to get this done when you have a guy like Cunningham on the other side. So I'll take Louisville there. Okay, good pick. Uh, let's go over to Schaefer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily want to get into this right away because it's probably the best game of the weekend. But uh, it's definitely okay. You're out, Reese. You're up. All right. <laughs> I think I think mine is also the game that Schaefer's talking about. Oh, um, I have a couple. I have go. a couple Saturday game. I have a couple Saturday games in a in the, in the parlay as well. Do we have a Re- okay. me and Reese matchup again? I have a not. A well, big depends game. on what game you're talking about, Schaefer. Well, I know it ain't mine, and I'm going to take Maryland minus 24 at home against Buffalo. Um, I think the Terps, who start the season usually pretty hot and can put up some points, are going to run into a bad, bad Buffalo team. Van Trees, the helm of the Buffaloes last year, leaves and goes to Georgia Southern, so they're going to be searching for a new quarterback, trying to fit into a new offense. Um, and I think to his little brother, we won't even say his name, um, I think they put up a lot of points. So I think Maryland covers the 24 because Buffalo's a bad football team. Um, the only thing we could run into trouble with there is if defenses prevail, which Maryland football games, that doesn't usually happen. Not worried about it. So I like Maryland minus 24 at home. Now we can go back to JP. Do you have a lesser game or do you think you're more on big games now? I definitely have one. I don't think any of you guys are touching. Okay, go ahead. I'll take UCLA minus 23 against Bowling Green. Uh, I do like this UCLA team. I think they're, Good. Uh, they're a really good Pac-12 team. Uh, you have DTR back at quarterback, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. Uh, you also have uh, Charmaine or Char. How do you ever say his or the running back at UCLA? I can't remember how to say his name. Uh, also a stud. Bowling Green is just bad. They're bad, and they might improve this year. If they improve this year, that's still not saying much. They're just not a good football team, uh, and they're going all the way out to the West Coast to play a team in UCLA who is quick, fast, uh, really tough to stop. And you saw that last year when they put up, what, 60 on USC. So I'll take that. And I kind of surprised that there was 23. I figured it'd be a little bit higher just with how many points UCLA would score. I think maybe they're worried about the defense. But I'll take that early. I think UCLA is going to come out firing. Love it. Okay, let's go. Oh, hang on, to... I got. Hang on, I got a. I got a Saturday game that isn't a big one that I. Okay, go ahead, I'm not sure if anybody else is taking. I do as well. So one that I one that I end up taking. This is the second one I've taken for this weekend. Uh, BYU by twelve and a half against USF. Uh, Jaron Hall returns. Your uh, quarterback for BYU had a healthy year last year with ten starts, passing for twenty five hundred yards. Completed sixty four percent of his passes, twenty touchdowns to just five interceptions. Absolute. Um, I mean, a very good ratio. Um, they did lose their top back, but they brought back their top two receivers. Um, they got back to linebacking core and a good chunk of their secondary, who was very successful last year. I mean, they ranked 25 for a reason. Um, and this USF, USF defense, uh, they brought in a couple guys to the transfer portal, but uh, last year they finished 123rd uh, in the nation, allowing 476 yards in total and then 35 points a game. Uh, and they struggled against the run, so BYU is going to try to figure out their back situation. So, I feel like they're going to be feeding the ball on the ground a lot more. And I mean, hearing that's about their defense, I just like BYU and the points there, um, especially 
for a team that's won 10 plus games the past four seasons um, or 10, 10 plus last four seasons, it's just a, a good starter for them. I think it's a game where they do open take care of business. Yeah. Just okay, add good. on that one quick, just quick. Uh, I was thinking about this one. 12 is a disgusting number. I'm not a big fan of, but with Bohannon now playing quarterback at USF, I think they will be a little bit better offensively. Oh I think your issue that you run into with this one is maybe BYU doesn't come out as firing. They have a lot of big games on their schedule. Uh, but I, I would go BYU on this side if I had to fade or not fade. If I had to pick one. Yeah, that was, that was part about it that I was thinking about too, but I still, I still like BYU on the points. There you go. Schaefer, you're up. Okay. I, I, I do like this pick a lot. Um, I'm going to get this one in. I have Houston minus four and a half on the road in San Antonio, a little in-state matchup. Uh, I like this opportunity for Houston a lot because I don't know if you guys remember last year, um, UTSA is a solid football team, but if we go back to that conference USA championship game, a very pass heavy team in Western Kentucky just threw all over the field on that team. And Houston plays a very similar style. Clayton Toon returns this year, 3,500 yards last year, 30 touchdowns. They are going to absolutely air raid this football team. And on top of that, we're going to see what UTSA is going to look like without sincere McCormick, uh, an absolute stud at running back. Um, and they relied on him a ton last year. So how can they replace a star like that as going against this star-studded defensive line with Houston? They ranked first in the American Conference last year in rushing yards allowed per game at only 100. Uh, they are absolutely loaded on the defensive line, and they are going to dominate this UTSA offensive line. Uh, four and a half is the total right now. So, man, I, I think this team wins by double digits. So I am this very, one, feeling very good I've seen it. trap. Trap called by a couple people on this one. I'm not sure of it. I'm really excited to watch. Uh, you lose Cincy McCormick in the backfield for UTSA. Uh, how good can Frank Harris be when it's he as a focal point? Uh, yeah, I think Houston's going to be your best G5 team in the country this year. So I do like that. Schaefer's jumping on that now. Uh, another thing with that, if UTSA really takes off this year, watch out for Jeff Trailer and how many people are going to want him as their head coach. Okay, there it is. There's another pick for you. Um, I will go into, I have three more, and I would consider none of them the big game of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to take this one, and it might not be an agreement. I'm going to take North Carolina and App State over 55 and a half. Um, I didn't see enough from North Carolina's defense last week for me to not think this is going to hit. Um, they gave up 24 points to a very, very down bad Florida A&M team who started with five linemen total in their lineup that were eligible. So 24 points, way too much for a Florida A&M team, which may, only makes me think that App State and their talented offense is going to put up at least 30 um, or around that 24 mark, which North Carolina has an opportunity to put up points themselves. App State loses a lot of big personalities on defense, so I think that game goes over 55 and a half. God, I'm excited for that game. It's going to be a good one. Place is going to be packed. All excited. Okay, let's move on to the next pick. Does anybody have um, the not game of the week? Or you guys can move into it. Um, I, I have a couple that aren't, but you guys, I was just. I, I'm trying to put a parlay together. I want to play one, but I just don't have one. I like JP. Wait, you wait, convinced me. Wait uh, for Reese. You're going to ride with one shape. I got one. Uh, I, I am going to. I think I'm tailing you, JP. I do like the uh, UCLA pick. So I think yeah. I can put that on my board. JP, uh, go ahead with another play. Yeah. God, I'm terrified of this play. And it's very ironic that I'm wearing what I am when I'm about to say this. Uh, You're going to take Boise State. Yeah, but the Boise State Broncos go on the road to play a Pac-12 I, team. I backed away State. from That was going to be mine, JP. Gosh, I backed off. Yeah. I can't do I'm, it. I'm scared of it. it. I'm scared of it, but scared money don't make money, and you guys make <laughs> money for never taking any risks. So uh, the Broncos plus three on the road in Corvallis and Research Stadium. To be completely honest with you, I just think Hank Bachmeyer is a better quarterback. I think they improved defensively again, and they were damn good last year. Uh, there are a lot of pieces of this Boise State team that make me think that they could win the Mountain West pretty handily. And then there are pieces that kind of make me think, ah, like, hold that. I think they need to get uh, better weapons on the outside. Oregon State is going to be clean. They're not going to beat themselves. That's the issue. And you go into a place like that late at night, it's going to be a little bit tougher to win that game. But Boise State traditionally has been really good against Pac-12 teams. So call it a trap, call it a joke of a line, whatever. I'm, wearing, I'm literally wearing Oregon State stuff right now. I think that's just shocking. Not, that's you pulled that, that sweatshirt out of 
nowhere. Ooh, I've never I, seen a water that is fire, though. It's fire. It's pretty sweet, yeah. Shout out, Husky. I have a parlay. Okay, I'm going to move to the next game because I think you guys are all pretty much on the same page with your big game. Uh, I like Arkansas minus six and a half. I don't ah, know. If this is... hey. What is this the game? Uh, I, I'm putting my parlay together, and that their money line is is on it now. Um, that's what I'm taking. I like Arkansas minus six and a yeah, half. Dave. I like Pittman and the boys to come out with some fire and start the year. Uh, Bearcats obviously lose a ton of offensive pieces, including Desmond Ritter. Uh, Arkansas, like I said, there's a lot more positivity around that campus, and I think Donald W. Reynolds is rocking week one, and I think they cover the six and a half. Touchdown win, not too much to ask for, so I like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, J- JP, we'll probably go back to you. You, How many more plays do you guys have, Reese? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm finalized. Okay, you're all good. My, my last one. My last one that would not be considered a big game is I like Ole Miss minus the 21. Um, I think they cover it just because I think Lane Kitchen puts up a shit ton of points to start the year. I think he's going to have darts slinging the ball all over the place. So I like him to cover the 21 flat as can be. So there it is. There's my entire card. Uh, Let's go to the big game and the three awaiting to talk about it. All right. I I will step up to the plate first, I think. because I'm pretty excited about it also because uh, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know who I'm probably going to take the side of, who I'm picking in this game. Give me the Fighting Irish plus 17 on the road uh, in Columbus. I just think that defensively from Ohio State, I got to see it. I thought they gave up way too many points last year. Um, I understand with the fresh new face at quarterback, and I talked about it in some of our previous pods this year, um, Tyler Buckner, is he's going to have to prove it. Um, I don't love a first start going into the horseshoe. It's, it's, a little, it's a little concerning, but I think this team has a ton of weapons. The, uh, the receiving room's loaded. Chris Tyree at, uh, at running back, I think he was solid um, being Kyron Williams' backup last year. And then you have the absolute beast in Micah Meyer uh, at the tight end spot. Uh, defensively, I think this, this Marcus Williams team is going to come ready to play. Uh, I know that we are going Who? to see an absolute Marcus, Marcus Freeman. Freeman. Why did I say Williams? Yep. Who's Marcus Williams? Carry on Williams <laughs> from last year. Maybe, yeah, Kyron Williams. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Marcus up putting the blender. We're good. Uh, yeah. This Marcus Freeman defense is going to show up to play. He's a defensive coach. This is what he prides himself in. I mean, I can guarantee I go back to my Central Michigan pick. I guarantee they've been prepping this game for at least the last month. Uh, and, and I understand – that Ohio State is as loaded, as loaded as you can be on the offensive side. Um, I need to see it from that offensive line a little bit, uh, but we'll we'll see. I I, I don't doubt they're going to put up a ton of points, but it kind of goes back to my my debate. I think that they Notre Dame has the weapons on offense to keep it competitive, and I think that the defense on Ohio State side is just not very good. I can see this being a, I don't know, twenty four. 41 for a 40 type of game. I don't know. Hopefully they keep it within distance. Uh, I don't love, I was really hoping 17 and a half was going to be the play, but it looked like a lot of people were on Notre Dame. So I didn't really want it to get under 17. So that's going to be my play. Reese. Okay. Reese, same game. I am. I am with Schaefer on that as well. I love the 17 and a half. Um, I mean, obviously you're banking on Buckner being the quarterback that he needs to be early and going into horseshoe. Not the best environment to start off your career, but um, like Shaver said, it's the Ohio State defense was their was their weak point last year, and you got to think this Notre Dame. It's, it's just a school where they bring in players; and they should be able to come in there and put up some points on that defense. Um, obviously, Ohio State has all the weapons: um, Smith and Jigba. All those guys are going to be back, and they're going to put up points, but you got to feel like especially if Notre Dame's a team who needs to be able to, if they want to even think about being there at the end of the year, they need to keep this game within 70 points. They can't lose by three scores to this team. So I just think it's a, a, a nice bet here. All right. JP, you on that game? I'm not on that game, but I personally would play the other side if I was playing at all. Uh, I don't want to touch the game, but I would <laughs> I think Ohio State's defense is going to be much improved. I mean, you bring in Jim Knowles, one of the best defensive minds in the country, and that team has the talent. I don't think they were coached very well last year, 
they're going to be able to be just fine. Uh, I think it's a bigger question mark to bring in a quarterback who's played, had some experience a little bit here and there into the shoe game one than it is bringing in a defensive coordinator and him setting, you know, guys getting the right spot because 50% of the time, if you can get guys in the right spot, they're athletic enough to make plays. So uh, that game will be really fun. It'll be interesting. Hopefully if it stays within the number for you boys, it'd be super happy. Uh, but I do think the chance for an over is at play. And, and I know that they, that Notre Dame lost, when I'm already losing his name, the absolute stud at safety last year, but they replenished oh, a lot Hamilton. of games. Thank you. They replaced Hamilton um, and with a guy from Northwestern. I think that the secondary Brandon is Joseph, still going right? to be as solid as they almost were last year. I'm re- That's the most interesting part of this game. I'm interested to watch Notre Dame's secondary against Ohio State's receivers. So it's going to be a that's, great game. Brandon Joseph, correct? Is that safety's name? Yes. I will mention that game in a little bit uh, in a different fashion. But, JP, go ahead with your next play. I'm I'm fresh out. Okay, so is that everybody? Yeah. Did you guys have any more? Uh, do you, no parlay to share? Oh, no. Uh, I want, yeah, I want Reese and Schaefer to go through this process because Reese got pretty pissed at me earlier today. Okay. I didn't get pissed. I just mistakenly did it, but now I have to ride with it. Um, I, I, I'll go ahead. I know I was talking about, I was on Houston before I'm going to throw them in my parlay as well. So, um, I'm a lot of skin in the one game in a different yeah, way. So yeah. 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 We like could, that. if Houston, if Houston, loses, it's feast or famine, fa- feast or famine friend. Um, Arkansas money line, Houston money line, Florida Atlantic at Athens, the plain Ohio, um, plus two thirty six. I thought Florida okay. Atlantic looked really well last uh, week. And I think Ohio is a very bad Reese, what about a, yours? Oh, go ahead, Parks. Well, I was going yeah, to ask, what about a Western Kentucky team at Hawaii with how bad Hawaii looked? But they got Western the game Kentucky under their belt. Too. I think I think they, they could be 16? No, I'm saying in Hawaii's favor. Like 16, dude? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, that's a good point. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet your money on that game. That's how much I hate it. Here you go. This team's a shitload for Western Kentucky. That line stinks. Is that that going to be your line stink? No. Oh, okay. I have a different line stink as well. But, okay, Reese, go ahead and and finish with your parlay. Shafer, are you cooking something up right now? Do you want to go through a process? I would like to to get mine. Jordan's convinced me I am replacing uh, the Houston game for Boise State's money line. Plus 384 now. That I'm I don't like that I'm convincing everybody to do stuff because <laughs> Reese today goes. No, can, I, 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 I was on the side of. Me. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want the same game. Because You're right. I don't on, want that same game yeah. being two different things. I've just Jordan been fucked this weekend up. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> well, I was putting a parlay together anyway. I just happened to adjust one of them with something that JP had mentioned, and then when I went to share the parlay with a friend, I accidentally had placed the bet. So we're riding with it. I don't hate it. But we got T- we got TCU money line, Arkansas money line, Houston money line, BYU money line plus two sixteen. Is this uh, team? Huh? Who is the third team? Houston. Oh, okay. It sounds like a little bit of a punishment for me, Reese. Like what? You can't be an advice slut and expect things to go your way. You can't get third well, yeah. and fourth opinions on things. You know. Well, I got a second opinion. That's too many. You go to your guy and you ask him and you ride with it. And so we got. I don't. Crumbles. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's a. It's a. It's a. I'm with. I, the only one that I don't know about. I mean, would maybe be because I. I just didn't do any any research on it. Shaver makes you feel better about it though. Is the Houston game. Um, with what he said all about the game, that's the only game that didn't do any research on it, didn't know a whole lot. But gotta appreciate it. Anyway, there's the week one picks. That's a lot of them. A lot of winners and uh, to be winners to be. Uh, no disagreements, right? We didn't have anybody on the two sides of the bet. I was hoping hey, Reese was gonna play Ohio State. Hey, I was really hey Shafe, hey Shafe, look at us, huh? <laughs> Here, now joining forces. I'm a little scared. Joining forces. There it I'm is. You, I'm here to pick you up, Reese. There's week one picks. Obviously, we talked about a lot. There is a lot, a lot of big games, I think, more than usual. Um, I think one that we failed to mention, I'll mention in a little bit. 
But let's go through our talking points of week one to finish out. Um, let's talk about our favorite underdog. Who had an underdog they liked? I'll lead it off. I liked uh, Illinois plus three. That was my favorite underdog. And I had it written down, but I couldn't throw skin yeah. on it because I'm a little bitch. That uh, but that's, my favorite well. underdog. that's my favorite underdog. Hmm. Schaefer, who's your favorite underdog, dude? I mean, the only underdog I have, well, no, it's got to be Notre Dame. Like, are you yeah. talking to win the game or, or spread? Just win your favorite play as an underdog, whether you're taking a spread well, or Parks, you, you got Parks, you got Purdue too there, buddy. Yeah, Purdue. Nothing I, I'm going to take Notre Dame then if that's if that's my favorite. I thought we were insinuating that this team would win the game, um, so that's mm. why I said Illinois. Oh, okay. But Purdue as well, like, a couple underdogs. Um Okay, there's the underdog plays or underdog likes. Let's go to the line that stunk the most. When you viewed it, this line sucks. Which one was it? Utah, minus two at Florida. No, thank you. I don't know what to think of Utah. I think they're going to be good. I don't know what to think of Florida. Early season in the swamp, anything could happen. Utah could lose this game and still try to get to the playoff. Florida could lose this game and the world would be burning in Gainesville. That's the kind of people they are down there. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that sucks. Short road favorite. Not good. Uh, mine would be Ohio state minus 17. Sorry, boys. I did not like that line whatsoever. I think Ohio state could win this game by 24. But I think the line, like you initially, you look at it, you think Notre Dame plus 17. No way. This Ohio state team has been so hyped and it's supposed to be so good that I think it is entirely in play. And I'm too much of a bitch to take either side of it. I think that line sucks. I wish it was in a different spot. I'm going to go uh, the, the Sunday night game. I think LSU minus the three and a half at home. Uh, yeah, that Coach Ryan Kelly's first game. Florida State, I mean, they looked good last week. Too bad Duquesne should be in the NAIA. I mean, they were look, they're horrible. Uh, but I, I'm really interested to see. Uh, I think Jaden Daniels got the start, so I'm I'm excited to watch him at LSU. But part of me says that it's LSU. They got a new coach. Brian Kelly is one of the best in college football. They should blow this team out. But for some reason, it just I just don't like it. Don't love it. So, Reese, uh, I just I agree with Jordan. I was big on Utah, but then I did some more research. I mean, the Swamp there, I think they had the longest active win streak to open up their season in the Swamp. Um, obviously, bringing Rising back, he had a healthy year last year. Um, but Florida's got, I mean, the Dark Horse and Richardson, uh, you bring in your new, your new um, coach as well. It's just hard to get a read, like, especially so early in the season, like you said, too, Utah could lose that game and it doesn't really matter. Um, so I think that's the one where it's really hard to draw the line, but yeah. Yeah. All right, there it is. Lines that suck. Stay away from those. Let's move to the final talking point. Games that you are excited for under the radar games that you will definitely be tuning into. Uh, Schaefer, lead us off. Yeah, I'll go last on this because I don't want to take anybody's. I got a few in my bank here. Okay, go ahead, Schaefer. You know, well, I think chalk for us would be North Carolina, Appalachian State. Um, don't you dare take mine. That's yours. Don't you just go, yeah, don't go mention in 15. All right, no, no, it's fine. I, I, that that's not the uh, one. No, it's not fine. You gotta pick one. one. Let him talk, one, Jordan. One more. Jeez. Okay, before you mention yours, I'll say mine. I like um to. I am looking forward to watching NC State at ECU. Very much so. I think that's a tough place to play, and I think NC State's got a lot of hype going around them, and they're a team that definitely could win the ACC. So I like that game, and I am excited to watch it. That's a good one. I'll cross that off my list. Is it is it underrated if I go Arkansas Cincinnati? Because I just don't feel like people are talking about the no, game. I, I agree with that. I mean, I, feel, I don't yes feel like it's no. getting I'll as give much it to you. I'll give it to you. But the spirit of picking teams that don't get as much coverage, I, I'll i give you it. One made the playoff. The other one's Arkansas, one of the bigger up-and-coming programs. So that's whatever. It's, we'll give it to you. <laughs> get shit on. How about how about uh, not this? I guarantee nobody has this one. Last one. Okay. I'm interested because I'm, I finally don't have to fucking see them week one. The Panthers of Northern Iowa playing Air Force. I'm kind of interested to see how they do against somebody who's not in the state of Iowa for once. Mark Farley no shit. getting prepared for that team. And Air Force is supposed to be damn good. So yeah. we'll see what that how that one goes. 
Reese. Uh, I think the Florida State LSU game is interesting. It's not getting. I I kind of agree that that line is also kind of iffy because you already know it's, what's it's the, the only it's the only game on Sunday. At least mine's not the only game on the day. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, I think I think you meant it. I think he's picking it based off that nobody's talking about it. Not that it's the yes. biggest standout under the radar game of the day. Yes. Yeah, well, no, we, 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 we talked about it here except for the light that it stinks, bro. These two are headhunt tonight, trying to shit on people, and I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I get no, you. Fuck it. I'm that done. Is I Jordan, Jordan's, no Jordan's favorite me, game. Done. Jordan's favorite's Clemson, Georgia Tech. So <laughs> Monday night, <laughs> under the radar. <laughs> no, Reese, go ahead. What did we pick? Who's picking under-the-radar games in North Carolina App State? That is not an under-the-radar game. What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, it is. Wit- I, I guarantee say, for the col- average it. college yeah. football fan. That is fan. not an under-the-radar game. Yeah, for the is. casual college football fan, I guarantee yeah. it is. Yeah, that's who we're talking to. Is. We're talking to the casual. So basically you're saying our listeners are beneath nope. us? Yeah, no, they're sometimes. just casual fans. Yeah. They know they are. For the most part, they know they are. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, just admit you are, you know, and don't try to talk to me at a bar like you know you're talking about. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Jordan. Oh, I hate you to do that. I don't speak on behalf of Jordan. We are very approachable at the bar if you want to come. the fuck up. No, you're not. You're worse about- than I am. If somebody wants to talk about sports <laughs> betting. Now, okay. if you're going to come up and you tell me I mean. you think fucking Matt don't Campbell's leaving for the Jets, then I'll tell you, go fuck yourself. Well, don't get specific. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I'm not just saying in general sports. I'm just saying specifically, don't come at, like, just like that. That's a good example. All right. Let's take it easy on each other. There it is. <laughs> that is all of week one. That is all me? our oh, Jordan did go. <laughs> oh. We took oh, all your list. still loved. Oh. Yes, it's my turn. <laughs> Jordan's going to talk about Georgia fucking Georgia. Uh, A team that I love to bet on is traveling to play in Conway, South Carolina, as Army plays Coastal. That'll be on ESPN+. Plus. That is a gem of a G5 game. Those are two teams that legitimately could both win nine or ten games this year. That's a gem. Go Army. Okay, there it is. Go Army. That is all the picks. Um. We are excited for a good week one. We need a little bit of a turnaround other than Schaefer. He'll probably turn around. He did this last year. So we'll just bank on that happening. So keep betting against him, Reese. He'll be all right. Um, this Chip was fun. On my shoulder. Chip <laughs> on my shoulder. <laughs> a lot of fun picks. Uh, the NFL is coming up too, so we'll throw those in there in the coming weeks. But for now, it is all college football, Thursday through Monday. Enjoy. We appreciate you joining us. See you next time. Deuces. Oh, wait. Play a uh, play, uh, start me up by the way. Got it. Playing. <laughs> <laughs>